State police on the scene of a standoff. Again, we're told that the police have been here for several hours and a portion of County Road 7 is blocked off. This is the Wake Up Rundown from News 10 ABC. Good Thursday morning, everyone. Today is July 18th, and I'm Jess Briganti with your Storm Tracker forecast. All right, we got through the heavy, heavy rain at times yesterday. The nasty storms is expected. Now we're drying out. We are mostly cloudy and mostly dry today, but it's all about that muggy air. We're only warming to a high of 80, so it's not that it's uncomfortably hot. It's uncomfortably humid as those dew points stay in the 60s and 70s. Watch for a little morning fog this morning. Otherwise, it's a quieter day with only a chance shower or two because it is so muggy. The story about the heat builds in tomorrow with a high of 95 on Friday. 97 degrees on Saturday to 92 hot degrees Sunday. We're talking about three days in the lower to mid 90s. So Friday heat indices can easily rise anywhere from 90 to 100 degrees. Coming up on Saturday, because it's so hot at 97 degrees, that heat index could be as high as 100 to 108. We do have an excessive heat watching effect for most of us on Saturday from noon to 8 p.m. So please, again, limit that exposure outside, especially if you're exerting energy. It's going to be so hot and humid for three days. You're going to want to stay inside or at least in the pool. Find a way to beat the heat for three days. That's the talker. Once we get to Monday, hey, we're drying out. And yes, we can't rule out a shower or thunderstorm Sunday, but we are cooling back down to a high of 83 on Monday. 81 on Tuesday to 80 degrees on Wednesday. We'll still have a chance shower on Monday, which means there's still a little bit of moisture in the air, but that humidity lowers with those lower 80s starting Tuesday and Wednesday. My seven day forecast, I describe those days as simply nice because it will be comfortable sooner than later. Stay updated when we talk about this heat, of course, but for now, here's today's headlines. We want to begin with that breaking news we've been following out of Nassau this morning. State police on the scene of a standoff. Yeah, for more than 12 hours now, right? News NBC's Jamie DeLine is live on the scene with what we know so far. Jamie. Yeah, Ryan and Christina, the standoff is taking place here on County Road 7 here in NASA. State police are handling the situation, and as you can see, they blocked off a portion of the road near Rosecrans Ave. Now, we were asked to stay back here away from the house for safety reasons. We've seen uh, police in SWAT gear, and they have a dog with them. Again, we're told that the police have been here for several hours, and a portion of County Road 7 is blocked off. We're working to learn more information, and when we do, we'll let you know. But for now, reporting live in NASA, I'm Jamie DeLong. News 10 ABC. In the news today, a 16-year-old now behind bars after pleading guilty to sexually assaulting a four-year-old boy on a school bus. It happened back in February on a bus belonging to the Broadalb and Perth School District. At the time of the crime, News 10 reported that something occurred on a district bus, but law enforcement was unable to tell us what happened or who was involved due to the state's recently enacted Raise the Age Law. Dominic Young, scheduled to be sentenced in Fulton County on July 31st. An investigation now underway after a body was found floating in the Hudson River. Police say crews pulled the body out of the water yesterday afternoon around 1 o'clock. He was later identified as 20-year-old Noah Williams of Troy. The body was sent to Albany Med for an autopsy. No sign of foul play. A man is behind bars this morning after being accused of robbing two banks here in the Capital Region. According to police, 30-year-old William Panton entered Capital Bank on State Street in Albany Monday afternoon and demanded money, made off with an undisclosed amount of cash. He's also accused of robbing the Pioneer Bank on 2nd Avenue in Waterville Tuesday morning. Now, no weapon was ever displayed or implied in either case, we're told. 
He's currently being held at the Albany County Jail. Happening today, the former high-ranking state official accused of luring children into his home and convincing them to wear diapers will appear in court. John Allen is facing 29 counts of child endangerment for allegedly luring four children aged 12 and 13 into his home for the alleged bizarre role play. Allen worked in the New York State Office of Mental Health and was let go after the allegations surfaced. Senator Schumer calling for an investigation into that new app that has gone viral showing what you would look like as an older person. You've probably seen or even used FaceApp. Well, privacy concerns have been raised now about a Russian company that developed the app. In a letter posted to Twitter, Senator Schumer calls it deeply troubling. And happening today, weather permitting, of course, another one of those Albany Police Department pop-up barbecues, free food and games. They're going to have an outdoor showing of Disney's Dumbo, the new live-action version of Dumbo. The party kicks off at 6 o'clock at the Tivoli Lake Preserve on Livingston Ave. But a reminder, again, it's weather permitting, of course, so keep an eye to the sky. And happening tonight, Albany's free Alive at Five concert continues with Funk Night featuring Lettuce and the electric group Jaw Gems. The show begins at 5 tonight at Jennings Landing, will last until 8. This morning's Giving on 10 now. We'd like to highlight former Patriot star Rob Gronkowski mm -hmm. for doing something really special for a local boy. And we told you about this a while ago. Yeah, you might remember back on June 30th, we showed you the video message that Gronk sent to now 11-year-old John. John's battling brain cancer at Albany Meds Children's Hospital. And yesterday morning, look at this picture right here. That was posted by the New England Patriots on their social media pages, saying that John's wish to meet Gronk came true. Great job by awesome. Gronk. And of course, we are wishing John the very best as he fights. Let us know what's happening in your community, how people are giving back and helping others in need. All you have to do is send us the information and a picture to news at news10.com or on the social media pages and use that hashtag giving on 10 so we can get it on air and online for you. It is that time of year again when area shelters are seeing a huge influx in animals and they just don't have enough room for all of them. So they're asking if you or someone you know might consider becoming a foster parent. It's like don't you talk to your mother like that. I didn't teach you those words. Meet BJ Aviza of Albany. You have to learn to talk nicely so you get a good home. Yes, I want you to get a good home. We sat down with BJ and her latest litter of foster kittens during an interview on her kitchen floor, where the five cats could roam around freely. I've been doing this for three summers now. These guys are numbers 95 to 99. Next one will be 100. BJ is a retiree who decided to volunteer as a foster parent for Mohawk Hudson Humane Society. And folks like her are in high demand right now. That's because this time of year, from spring to fall, is best known as kitten season. Come on. I think that a lot of times people think that they're not qualified to be a foster home. And truly, um, in a lot of cases, you don't need a lot of qualifications. Mohawk Hudson's Marguerite Pearson says you must be at least 18 years old, have a safe, secluded area away from children and other pets, and possess basic cat or dog handling skills. Plus, they make it easy by offering foster training. We will counsel you. We will provide all the supplies you need. Um, you'll come in periodically for vet checks. This was the puppy that I had for a couple days. BJ says it's not unusual to become attached, and the feeding, socializing, and care is work. But for her, the end result is worth it. It's an honor to be entrusted with the care of these little creatures. And when they get adopted, it's wonderful. Anya Tucker, News 10 ABC.
Ever see a woman at work bundled up with gloves, a jacket, or even a blanket? Does the man sitting next to her do the same? A debate over turning the temperature up or down is likely what you hear near the thermostat. It happens all of the time, at work, at home, at school, even on an airplane. So we wonder, could there be any scientific evidence supporting one side of the debate on lowering or raising the temperature? there may be an answer. Researchers from the University of Southern California did a study in Berlin to find out. The study asked each sex a series of questions on language and math and compared the responses. When the temperature in the room was warmer, women answered more questions in all and answered more questions correctly than men. Men performed better at lower temperatures. Now, this won't end the debate, but at least it gives you some facts to argue about. With this Medical Minute, I'm Monaco Sarabdi, ABC News. Enjoy starting the day with the Wake Up Rundown? If so, do us a favor and take a second to rate the podcast and leave us a review in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. It helps other people find the show and make sure that you're subscribed to get each morning's episode automatically downloaded into your feed. For more of the stories in today's podcast, head to news10.com or Wake Up With 10 on air every weekday morning starting at 4.30.